Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nerds Adulting. This is your host, Peter. I'm joined by my co-host, Josh. Josh, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well, Peter. Uh, it's a lazy Saturday followed by a lazy Sunday. It's been a lazy week. No, it actually has been a lazy week. It's been a wild week, man, with with a whole uh, shutdown of everything. It's been an interesting week, I would say, for myself. My kids are no longer in school. I cannot go to work, but I can't work from home. My wife is still going to work. Um, it's been a weird week, man. That's all I can say. It's the best way to describe it. It's just like surreal. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel real almost, you know, with the coronavirus and stuff. How has it affected you and your job? I mean, you're in the army. You can't really, <laughs> you can't be a cast scout and remote. Well, I guess you're, I'm not sure if you're still doing school stuff, but. So like, there's, there's a lot of talks about, uh, just keeping people in the field <laughs> like people that are already in the field just keep them there yeah uh, don't come back <laughs> yeah um um there's a i'm considered essential personnel because not all schools are closing their doors right now some schools are um mm-hmm. but there's uh i'm considered essential personnel i guess even though i don't really agree with that because nobody's going to be going to school Right. Um, but uh, so I think uh, next week we're gonna try and do like a reduced hour schedule, like in shifts. So like this person comes in on this day for like two hours, you know, something like that. Uh, but the only thing that I know to deter the whole ten person per, uh, we're not doing any formations. So no more morning formations. What? Man, that's a beautiful thing right there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's enough right there. That's enough for me. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I just been doing my job. Can a lot of stuff that I can do um, can be done at home. Like I do reports and stuff, and uh, some security ops, sec ops type stuff. So mm-hmm. I get notifications and things like that, or and then uh, a lot of uh, consulting work too uh, within working in security. So um, most of my stuff can be done from home. Uh, incident response, like, and everyone else is working from home. So if they get a virus, it's pretty much to shut your laptop down. You can't work. <laughs> Uh, but it's, it, yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a crazy week. I just, uh, I can't even begin to describe it. I did get toilet paper yesterday, so oh yeah, <laughs> I walked in. We do grocery pickup Walmart, and we were like, I was joking around, like, there's five of us that live here, right? And I was like, we have one roll of toilet paper, and I'm like, man, this is gonna kind of suck. But I went into Walmart, and they were putting out toilet paper, and they were making everyone grab one toilet paper and one paper towel roll think of paper towel not roll but package and i was able to get one of each so i was pretty happy about that <laughs> at least i got some toilet paper to last me last us yeah. for the next whatever week or so um that's weird so like april and i have kind of been discussing this um about the whole toilet paper thing like there's people like buying like a year's worth of toilet paper i don't understand and it man. i don't understand it either yeah. because the the virus um, when you get quarantined, the most that they quarantine you from what I hear and read is up to three weeks. You don't need much more toilet paper after that. I, it, I don't know, and man. Thing, it's the just... thing is too, like when April and I buy toilet paper, we already buy by the bulk. Like, because I feel like you should just do that to begin with. So we go to Sam's club whenever we do run out of toilet paper and we buy it in bulk. So we have, toilet paper to last us six months at a time yeah and I, I understand it's just the two of us but 
I mean, it's it's one thing. Some people just buy in bulk, you know. It wasn't like you're doing it because of this weird pandemic thing that's going on. But yeah. I don't understand why, oh, my God, we're going to be secluded or we're going to be locked down. I need toilet paper. Like, it's just a weird thing to go for. And, like, all the lunch meats are gone at, at, my, at the grocery yeah. store by me. Um, it's just a weird – I don't understand people's thinking. Like, like how long are you going to hold on to this lunch meat and all this, like – you know meat also not just like chicken pieces and things like that like deli stuff and i'm like i'm thinking april April and i are stocked on seeds perishable foods and freezer stuff you know what i mean yeah but we're fine too i mean we have but like i don't understand why people feel the need to like for toilet paper like oh my goodness yeah it's it's really it's really weird i don't get it but uh, other than coronavirus, I kind of want to figure see what you've been up to. We haven't talked in a little bit. So what have you been up to? What have you, what have you been playing, watching, anything new and interesting uh, going well, on? Well, in the spirits of uh, COVID-19, April and I have been watching uh, Last Man on Earth. <laughs> nice. Uh, in case uh, for the listeners, if you don't know what Last Man on Earth is, it's a series on Hulu. Uh, the main character is played by Will Forte. He plays uh, Phil Miller. And he is figuratively, right, the, can, to be perceived by himself the last man alive on the earth after a pandemic wiped out everybody. He's immune to it. And it's not a very serious show. Like, it has its moments where you're like, oh, crap, you know. But it's generally, like, funny because he literally gets to do whatever he wants. Like, he, like, takes a shit in the Oval Office bathroom, you know, because he can't. <laughs> uh, it's a, I'm pretty – have you seen it, Peter? Yeah. I, well, I haven't seen every episode. I watched the first couple of seasons um and i think it was when the blonde came in the think played by, i think it was played by january jones or somebody else whatever once she came into the picture and then this other dude came in it, it, it kind of got old for me after the first three three seasons i think and i stopped watching it but the big, first season's great i love the first season it's hilarious you talking about Kristen wig no, no, not Kristen. Kristen Wiig. There is January Jones. She comes in and that's like the second episode. No, that was Kristen Shaw. No, 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 no. Kristen Shaw is in it, and then January Jones comes in, the blonde no. girl, like in the second or third episode. She's not in the next season. Uh, I'm. I mean, you must be. Are you watching it now? And she just yeah. came. She was in the first season. I don't remember that. Yeah. I remember. Is that that was the first season? When yeah. he wants, he he gets pissed because he's he could have wound up with her instead of Kristen Shaw. Yeah, because they get married. Him and Kristen Shaw get married. She okay. forces him. It's well, the only I, way that there's the only way they're gonna repop. Yeah. She's on board with popularity so, is if they get married. Right. So that, yeah. Well, the first season, I guess the first season is really funny. I meant more towards when the other dude shows up and then like <laughs> he tries to like leave him alone, like drive off and leave him in. in t- is that all in the first season? All the stuff yep. that I'm talking about, that's all in the first yep. season? Wow, I must have got tired of it real quick then. So yeah. It's pretty good, dude. And first it, season is good. Is, the thing is that it got canceled. Oh, it got yeah. Canceled, it got canceled in the fourth season. Even though it had some Emmy nominations, um, I don't know what happened. It fell off. But, like, April and I didn't know this until the show was already pretty much done. Uh, at least, like, we were, we picked it up while it was mid-season two and watched it all the way to season four. And then they cut it off at the last episode. And it's like a super cliffhanger, too. We were like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But uh, the show gets really, really good and really interesting in terms of, like, things that people do in survival situations. Like, for as of right now, it's the only apocalyptic survival show that I've seen where they take gasoline uh, expiring into account. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, because 
gasoline will expire like six months if it's not pr- stored properly. Maybe two years if it's in an airtight seal. But yeah. if you don't mix it with fresh fuel, like it's gonna it's gonna expire. But um, in in this show, they take that into account. They're like, oh, bad gas, and then the car will die or they won't be able to use it. But not Walking Dead. Ten years, gas, yeah. good. Don't even start on Walking Dead for me, man. I'm, I've been so done with that show for so many years now. But we've, we've been watching uh, Fear the Walking Dead. It's not bad. Oh man, um, I, uh, I've heard good things about it, but I'm just so burnt out by what Walking Dead did to me as a viewer. Like I just, I don't trust, <laughs> I don't trust that franchise anymore. I've heard good uh-huh. things about it, but man, it, oh, Walking Dead, oh, oh, that show turned in. I used to hate watch that show, and <laughs> until I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. But, well, that's what I've been doing, and I've been playing a, a lot of Squad. My buddy got a PC, mm. uh, and we've been playing a little, uh, a lot of Squad actually. Um, and I've been playing Last of Us on my own in my spare time whenever I have a chance. Yeah. By so, the way, how's it going for you? Yeah. So I was going to bring that up. Um, so the beginning is still really rough for me. I don't know what it is about the beginning of that game. It's just like so emotional for me you know and i got through that part again and then i just been playing it it's been really good i got i'm at i think i'm just past the part where he splits up and it's just him and ellie so i'm at that part now i don't want to give away spoilers i guess that i could because it's so late now but um, yeah the sequel's coming you don't deserve uh yeah so basically that was pretty jarring too that was pretty gut-wrenching not as bad as the beginning but that scene where they split up was pretty good and which is him him and ellie oh, running with, around so with tess, tess yeah. yeah um but I'm really it enjoying you, it. Makes you feel, man. It makes you feel. Yeah, like the emotion, the pacing. I would say the storytelling is really like superb. Like the pacing, the way they just hit you right in the freaking gut in the beginning, and then they just flash forward to the like, like this like apocalyptic future, and then introducing the 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 clickers and the basically the types of bad guys you'll be fa- that you face, and it really forces you to play. Um, like s- sneaking style, like you can't just go around and fighting everybody. Like the clickers yeah. will just kill you right away if you don't have the proper weapons to fight them. You know, um. So yeah, I've been, I'm enjoying it. It's what I've been playing myself. I've been playing that. Um, I've been reading some comics. There's actually this really cool comic that I discovered because, um, as you know, Josh, uh, Kyle Higgins is going to be interviewed by me and Ruthie tomorrow, and so I kind of want to freshen up on some of his some mm-hmm. of his work. And he actually did this comic book for uh, this company called Boom, and it was like a reimagining of Power Rangers, and it's like kind of like a more mature take on it. Um, takes place in modern day, and it's really good. Like I'm, I've been reading the first the first volume. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's really good. It's it's not it doesn't have that cheesy feel to it. It's got the it's got a very mature feel. Um, it's not overly violent, but it like wrestles with. You know, real world things as a teen. It's just, it's so good, man. I've really been enjoying that. Yeah. Um, and then I also read uh, his other Nightwing book called Nightwing: The New Order, where basically Dick Grayson, who is also Nightwing, uh, he basically wiped the world of all superpowers. And so, and then he's continually going on trying to keep suppress superpowers with this new order. And wow. it's really interesting too. It's a very interesting uh perspective. And then they dive into some some more stuff with all these other um DC characters. It's it's a really good it takes place like in the it sort of like a futuristic sort of dystopic, at least for superheroes. Um so yeah, I've been doing that. 
and then uh, we're gonna get into it. I, I I've been playing a little bit of Doom Eternal, um, so we're gonna get into like some of the the release the releases from this month and go over that. So so yeah, it's been I've been cooped up doing a lot of work, hanging out with the kids, got to play some video games, reading some comics. So I've been uh, that's what I've been doing since we last talked. So it's been pretty okay. pretty cool. Um, that that being said, I want to move on. Uh, I'm talking about some of the new releases that came out. Just I found it interesting that March, given the setting, you know, with coronavirus, that they, we actually had some pretty big name games drop this month. And yeah. um, so, well, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the game mode dropped on March 10th, which you actually you played. I have the game. I just haven't fired it up yet. I don't know why. I just oh, haven't. Warzone. Yeah, Warzone. Yeah, I so. like how they did. Uh, like everybody knew, kind of had like this thing in like, oh, it's in the works. Oh, it's coming. And then like on March 9th, they dropped the trailer. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow. And everybody's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty. It What's was funny pretty... is like the trailer didn't get to me until the 10th. Uh so it has been out all day and i got home and i was like damn it (laughs) i didn't even think i've seen the trailer to this day i just knew about it i knew it was coming and i thought it was cool and everyone was talking about it and i was like great can't wait to play it and i still haven't played it yet (laughs) it just took me like uh maybe 13 games to get a win yeah and it was that was when it was still trios and uh me and my buddy did it on our own against other teams of three because the guy that was in our team died Mm. and then he died again and we revived him, and he died again. So we were like, you know what? We're not reviving you. Because he, <laughs> he was costing us money, man. You need your money. Yeah. What did you think about it? Did you like it? I, mean, I-, I like it a lot, actually. I feel like it's... Hmm. What's the word I want to use here? Uh, I feel like it's it does things that other uh, games don't. Like the whole killstreaks thing, it incorporates that. And I feel like it does it in a really good way. You can't earn them with score or kills. You have to buy them with money. Um. And I like the gulag idea. Do you know about that? Mm-mm. Is that where you die and you have to like duke it out with another person that died to come back? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Like a one on one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty cool aspect that I haven't seen before. The whole reviving a teammate and having them redrop in that's been done, but um, but it costs you money. You know what I mean? Like you have to have the funds in order mm-hmm. to, and it's like it's a lot of money too. Like it's not easy to get that unless you drop a whole team by yourself, and then take up all their cash. But. Uh, there's been a lot of interesting plays uh, that I've seen online, like people landing on antennas in the final circle and not being seen by the other team and just <laughs> waiting until the gas kills them and stuff like that. Uh, but overall, I feel like it's it's they're doing a good job with it. And I think they're going to do weekly rotations of duos uh, and then uh, singles and trios. And then I think there's talks about pushing it up to 200 players and talk mm. about pushing it to five-player teams. Interesting. Yeah. I need to. I need to. I mean, I'll fire that up tomorrow and play play some of that. I got so many games to play. It's just like, oh, I mean, it's probably why I haven't played it because I've been playing other stuff. But yeah. um, um, so, did you play Blackout? I played it very a very little bit. I didn't like. I just didn't like Blackout. It was very yeah. buggy and Royale games, but I didn't like Blackout either. Yeah. I didn't like Blackout. You have to pick up your weapon and then you have to find attachments. But now, the uh, level like rare common stuff like that uh legendary those are all determined by the version of the weapon that you find so you'll have like a common weapon that's gray and then you find like a rare weapon that's purple or something and then that one will have like a heavy barrel and a scope or like a red dot and a forward grip 
but there's no interchangeability with parts. You just find it. And then there's this cool thing where you can uh, drop a loot box. They drop in the world organically, but you can also buy them and drop a loot, drop a loadout box. I'm sorry. And then from that crate, you can pick up a kit or a loadout that you've made that you use in multiplayer. You can bring it into the game with you. Hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty unique thing too. Yeah. So like have like your custom sniper rifle that you use in multiplayer games and you bring it into Warzone when you get this crate. And like that can really make a difference because that has like a gun that you're used to using, you know what I mean? So you're a lot more comfortable maneuvering with it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I have to check that out. I think I'm going to play some at least play it once tomorrow. So, and see okay. what it, see what it's like. I'll hit you up, maybe you can jump on if you want. I know it's okay. free as well. That's the cool thing about it is that version is free. So, and it's cross platform so i think this is the only free cross-platform no fortnite is thick as cross-platform but i don't know if they're doing xbox to ps4 yet i don't know but it's it's still nonetheless really really cool cool idea and and everyone seems to be pretty happy with it that's which is surprising with the the call of duty scene i'm on their subreddit and everyone's usually complaining but yes um all another thing too that's pretty cool is all your xp from weapons transfers over to multiplayer oh so any any xp that you acquire while using a weapon you don't usually use so if you're forced to use an m4 but your regular weapon is an ak you'll rank up that m4 even in multiplayer and unlock stuff for it even on the multiplayer side that's cool because i know when you do the co-op stuff you can rank up your weapons still the same way too so that's also pretty cool that it doesn't matter what mode you're playing you can still rank up your weapons yeah. Um, so on March 13th, Neo 2 came out, which I've heard a lot of great things. I didn't play the first Neo, and I probably won't play Neo 2. Maybe if it's free, <laughs> one day I will. I just I have enough hack and slash games I got to play. Um, I know you asked me about Ori. Ori and the Will of the Wisp was I'm actually going to play because I liked I really liked the first one. This is the sequel. It's like the side scrolling game. Uh, I'm kind of interested to see what happens on the 23rd when Half-Life Alex drops. Yeah. I'm wondering, I'm guessing, given our discussion before we started, you're not going to be buying a VR kit, or um, unless you bought one already. I mean, I don't have the money for that, man. Yeah, I I don't either. I mean, I do. I could if I really wanted to, but it's just not a smart purchase. I just don't... Exactly. That's what I mean. It's not a smart purchase. I, I mean, I'm not... There's nothing else... There's nothing else on VR that I really want to play. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you buy a video game system, you buy a Sony a PS5 or a PS4, it's, you know, the first-party games. You know, they have this. You buy an Xbox system, it's Halo, you know, whatever. And and their uh, Game Pass, you know, that's why you buy. Why am I going to spend five to $700 on a VR kit for just Half-Life Alex? Like, not going to happen. You need to give me more than that, so... Yeah. Um I did pick up Animal Crossing which came out yesterday and Doom Eternal which came out yesterday as well. Animal Crossing is a very cute game. It's very chill. I like it. I didn't play the GameCube version very much, but this game is definitely one of those games if you want to just kick back and play. All I've been doing is fishing. I finally got to the, my fishing pole I made and I just been running around <laughs> just fishing, collecting a so pot. I'm not, not really sure I know what is I've never played Animal Crossing, but people are like swearing that it's amazing. I don't even know what it is. It, it's just a game where so far you just you go to this uninhabited village where there's like only three of you and one mayor sort of or like one leader. And it's kind of funny because he gives you a phone that he made and automatically you're in debt. So I'm like, oh, okay, I see how it is. But um, 
Yeah, you just go around and exploring, like you build your home. I haven't gotten, I've only played the game for about an hour and a half, and I've probably been fishing for an hour <laughs> of that time. <laughs> um, and you can build stuff, and then you just you build relationships. Uh, you go online, you can go to other people's towns and stuff. There's a lot of create creative stuff. I've seen people actually make hockey jerseys, and they send the QR code, and then you can actually download them that way, which is pretty cool. Um, wow. Yeah, so it's... It's a very it's a cute game. It's just like a game that I just feel like it's a nice game to sit back and just chill and relax and play. Almost, you know, there's no stress or anything. Um, unlike the complete opposite of Doom Eternal, which is like this. I, I don't know if you if you played. Did you play the uh, recent Doom game that came out? Yeah, I think 2016. Yeah, like I played some yeah, of that. That game was I beat, awesome. I beat it. Yeah. It okay. Yeah. Like, this game is definitely on par with that. Like with the the melees and. The, a lot of people are complaining about the ammo. The the ammo issue is like everyone's complaining because there's not enough ammo. I'm playing on just a normal setting right now, and I don't find it too difficult because it just depends on how you kill your your uh, opponent and or the bad guys or monsters. Like you do melee, or if you do like um uh like a fatality, I don't call it fatality, but like you do like an execution, an execution move. Yeah. yeah, like an execution when they're stunned, you generate life. If you if you kill somebody that's on fire, you generate armor. So you just gotta kind of play that i don't remember them being a lot of jumping puzzles i didn't play it a whole lot the first one a whole lot but this one has the first one no it was not a lot of jumping puzzles but i heard about that people were complaining about that because they were thinking to themselves like this is like what is this like this does anybody really expect for hell to have like these okay first of all you can't throw logic you cannot throw logic into a doom game you just can't right but i'm talking about continuity between the two because doom eternal is a direct sequel yeah but you can't have the same game mechanic exactly the same the same game style you know it's no, no. i understand but i just don't expect for demons to be like oh i have to tie my jumps right you know they're demons they're free yeah. to move about as they want i don't know i kind of it doesn't bother me that much because i want is i like it i welcome the difference because it makes it breaks up the like as fun as the shooting and killing is in the game it kind of breaks it up and paces it better for me like you're just not constantly like it i don't know the pacing is, is just done really well with the way they've done the jumping puzzles in my opinion it doesn't bother me at all i don't think it's not even that that complicated it's not that many but um i've played about three hours into it now and it's it's really good I, i'm really enjoying it um, i mean so i haven't far. i haven't played it at all but i really really want to it's um so I'm I'm just waiting for uh for March to end. Yeah. But I'm going to get into it. <laughs> yeah. So those are the March releases. Uh really enjoying Doom Eternal and I'm really looking forward to playing some more Animal Crossing. So, so um, actually to talk to revisit Neo. Um I played the first Neo, the demo. Okay. And I downloaded it and I was like this looks really cool. I watched the trailer for it. I started it up and I just got so confused by some of the game mechanics that I just it like I didn't I couldn't even finish the demo. I played like for like maybe 25 30 minutes and I was like, oh, "I can't do this." And I deleted it. <laughs> hey, so you just know, you know, like you play something enough, you just know, right? I mean, yeah. the kind of like with me and uh Death Stranding, right? I was really excited and I thought I was going to like it. And I don't like that game. I played it for about three or four hours, and I knew, like, I, I'm like, this game is not for me. I don't care how good the story is; the gameplay yeah. is not gonna, you know, save it for me. Uh, yeah. I just I couldn't do it. So thirty seconds of fun. Yeah. Um, 
But that being said, I'm going to move on to just, I just want to touch on a couple of uh, news topics that I thought was interesting. Uh, just spent a couple minutes on them. Uh, really, the Call of Duty one, I'm, I just wanted to put out there. We were talking about how you liked Warzone. Apparently, everyone else does because it surpassed 30 million players this week, which is yeah. a nice little milestone. So it, it, clearly, they're doing something right with Modern Warfare. I actually seen people I'm post. Sure that the biggest aspect about it is the fact that it's free. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why there's so many people playing it. But I'm, I'm weird on these Battle Royale games because it's like Fortnite was this huge thing. I mean, it's still pretty big now, but I don't think it's nearly as big. Like, if you go on Twitch's top play games, I'm pretty sure Fortnite's on there. Ninja's not. I don't think Ninja's playing Fortnite very much anymore. I saw I actually saw him playing Warzone uh, the other yeah. day. So, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was pretty cool. I just want... I'm wondering... I don't see how Battle Royale games can sustain this type of success, even though it's free. Like, how do you keep the game fresh, you know, and keep it interesting for other players? Um, Yeah. Maps. Yeah, new maps would be helpful. Um, New weapons. But, yeah, I don't know. It's it's different because, I mean, we see games like Rainbow Six Siege, which is still super popular, um, and it's not a battle royale game. They've been able to rehash stuff and make it fresh again over and over. Well, yeah, um, they do that, and then they do like the characters. They bring out new characters too. Yeah, have you seen that with? Uh, well, Overwatch is doing that. They actually just announced a new character, even though I haven't played Overwatch in like a year and a half. I'm so done with that game as well. Um, you've seen them do that with also what's the Apex Legends? They're introducing new yeah. new characters, so. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. And I, like I said, I, I need to play Warzone because I've, I've seen good things about it. But um, a funny thing here, I'm sure you heard about this, about GameStop. GameStop says we cannot stay open during lockdowns because we're essential retail. This is coming from GameStop. This is a response to... You said you said they can't? What? Yeah, they say we can, they say we can stay open during lockdowns. Oh, they lockdown can. I thought you said they can't. I was like, what? They they consider themselves essential retail, like groceries, you know, gas stations. That to me is like essential retail. Not buying, not being able to buy video games is like something that I'm super concerned with, right? Uh, that's what digital is for, and that's the reason why they're going out of business. But right, I don't know if you saw that. Maybe, I they, can't, was, maybe they can't afford it. I don't think they can. I think that's they're just. BSing their way out. I think it's just a BS answer. They just don't want to say we are losing so much money that we must stay open. I think that's, that's what, what I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Did you see Disney is releasing Onward on April third? So yeah, Disney movie, Plus, right? So yeah, it's coming out. A new it's Pixar movie. I heard that they're also doing that with um. Bloodshot. Uh, no, not with Bloodshot. I heard they that they're doing it with. Oh really? Yeah. Bloodshot's what, coming out too. I don't know when. I don't know what platform, but I read that today too. So also to DC, they're going to release uh, Birds of Prey, Wonder, Wonder Woman directly. Oh wow! I didn't hear that. That's new to me. In 1984, yeah, yeah, directly, directly to uh, DC. What was the original launch date for that then? I Thought don't I, remember. Because that's pretty. That's pretty big for them. I mean, there's no distribution for them because all. Of the, Oh, the movie theaters are going to be closed. I don't know what they're going to do, you know? Like, might as well put it up on, on stream. That sucks because that movie was going to do make tons of money for them, too. Wow. 
same thing with Onward. Onward's a Pixar movie. You know, Pixar movies make tons of money for Disney. So I guess it's a good thing they got the Disney Plus streaming service so more people can sign up. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then you kind of you threw this out to me. I didn't know this, but so this week there's a rumor floating around that PlayStation is reportedly looking to buy Metal Gear and Silent Hill licenses from Konami. Yeah. Uh, also Castlevania too, I think, was in there, which was... I don't know how true this is. I see, I see a lot of rumors online, and I don't know like someone saying Henry Cavill was going to play Wolverine. I was, and it turned out that it was just like some made up rumor. But well, it's been it's been passed along a lot. Right now, it's uh, they have an article on Games Radar uh, as well, which is a pretty, in my opinion, Games Radar has never uh, steered me wrong. But, um, but they're trying to revive uh, Metal Gear and Silent Hill, right? Because everybody remembers, I don't know if you remember. Did you ever play PT? I didn't play the demo. I've only seen the videos on it. Oh, you can't crap. get it. You can't get it anymore. They completely, even if, oh, okay, yeah. I'm say even if I thought. Oh, yeah, sorry. Only if you have it downloaded, right? You can play yeah. it. Yeah. People were, people were selling their PS4s with it downloaded for like a thousand dollars, and people were buying it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it only takes you like 24 minutes once you know the route. But hey, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, they're trying to uh, rebuild that Silent Hills project from the ground up. But uh, I feel like I don't understand what the the why it got canceled in the first place. I've read a lot, and I hear that there were discrepancies amongst what was going on with Kojima and Konami at the time. But uh, then he broke off and did his own thing with uh, Death Stranding. But he still took Norman Reedus with him, and Norman Reedus was supposed to play the main character in Silent Hills. Man, Norman so, Reedus just want that check, man. That's all he was looking for. That's all that mattered to him. Who was gonna pay me, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, <laughs> but I remember, I remember when, uh, when I finished the demo, when you finally get the reveal of who you're playing as, I was like, "Yo, is that Norman Reedus?" Yeah. But uh, he seems to be getting a lot of friction—not friction. I'm sorry, a lot of action in terms of like this video game stuff because he was like doing promos for Death Stranding for a long time, and. There was so much hype around that game, and I feel I don't feel like it was a flop, but definitely feel like it didn't do as well as they expected it to. But I think like it's all around because of that gameplay. But the thing is too that Kojima is a genius, right? But the thing is, his games can go off the wire a little bit sometimes. Like every Metal Gear game, you and I both know has a character that you're like, how do you exist? Why? Vamp. I understand. Vamp. Yeah, vamp every time. Yeah. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 2, when he just, like, yeah. gets up. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. And then he was again in, in uh, Metal Gear Solid 4. Well, the whole ending of Metal Gear Solid 4 was, like, this crazy, like, explanation of everything. Like, that ending of that game was over, like, an hour, I want to say. Like, it was yeah. nuts. Like, they are just trying to explain everything away. Like, how um, Ocelot became what liquid ocelot and he like it was just because he had the arm attached to him and then he had like psycho training and it was just he yeah, he's out well, there he, he swore that he had that the that the personality of liquid overtook him but it was actually just psychotherapy yeah yeah it's just a, and it's just a weird because and they didn't even really explain that until metal gear solid 4 because in metal gear solid two on the tanker mission you're like you hear him talk as liquid and you're like what the what the hell <laughs> you know you're just like huh and then even hey. snake does that he's like huh liquid yeah. you know like <laughs> uh, psychotherapy yeah he's out there i think 
I don't know. I All think... these games have been out there. Like every single Metal Gear series, I love them. Let me make something clear. All right, uh, this is not me trying to bash those games. They are masterpieces, every single one of them. Okay, but there are some times where I'm like, why? This is insane. Like Commander Volgan, right? When he has, when he, when he is a. Uh, I forget the the man on fire in Metal Gear Solid, uh, the Phantom Pain. Oh my God! What kind of supernatural is this? Like supernatural? Is it all science? Like you don't know? It's never explained, or not explained in depth, at least. Yeah, I think a lot of things. A lot of things are explained in depth, but a lot of things are left open to interpretation. Like a lot of stuff in Phantom Pain was left open to interpretation. Yeah, I I actually didn't I didn't beat Phantom Pain, and I. Well, not Phantom Pain. Well, yeah, Phantom Pain. But Metal Gear Solid Five. I didn't beat it. I let you tell me what happened, and I was like, I'm not sure. I, I think storytelling wise, MGS Five was not all that great. And well, the, ending, the gameplay, it, the ending gave me some closure because I understood why, you know, Big Boss was alive in the end of Metal Gear Four. Yeah. Yeah. So like I mean, at the end, at the, literally at the end of Metal Gear Five. At, at the end of uh, Phantom Pain, I was like, oh. <laughs> like, brings it all full circle. I was like, that's who you kill in Outer Haven. Oh. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the whole thing is if PlayStation does get the licenses to this, do we really want Kojima? Oh, man, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I just feel like the whole thing that happened with David Hayter, obviously, you know, that, that was really crappy. I don't know what I still don't know. I don't think anyone really knows the true story behind that. I've heard rumors of he just didn't like his acting and he wanted, he likes movie stars, you know. I don't know. It's just really weird to me. But at least we know that if Sony had it, another Metal Gear game would be would be coming out. I would actually prefer, I'm actually hoping for a remake of Metal Gear Solid. That's what I'm hoping for. Not the Twin Snakes, because I don't like that version. It's okay on its own, but I prefer the original Metal Gear Solid, and I was hoping to see a remake you didn't, of that. You didn't like all the flashy jumping? No. When he jumped off a missile, um, a rocket or whatever, that was shot yeah, at him, and did a backflip. <laughs> I'm like, what is this, the Matrix? And, you know, that's what I'm talking about, though, you know what I mean? Because I'm pretty sure that's what Kojima originally wanted. He like wants like these giant theatrics. And then w- people are like, I like the idea of Metal Gear, but I want it to be but- more grounded. I don't need people who like can be shot in the head and live yeah a little bit more real realism behind it but then it just went straight sci-fi in in the end of two and yeah um but yeah i mean we'll see i'm i just thought it was interesting i i would like to see more from the silent hill series too but um i don't know think about it if you have because kojima was trying to do silent hills but if you think about it if you have uh all this crazy stuff happening in a tactical environment which Metal Gear is, right? What do you think he's going to do with Silent Hill? It's going to be insane. Uh, well, we saw what the potential there is with PT, so I mean, I'd be I'd be interested I'd be interested to see interested in seeing something like PT being finished and and actually getting a game like that. That's what I'd be interested in, but um she's behind you the whole game, man. Yeah, uh I guess we'll see. Uh, it's just rumors now. And I've heard. I think this rumors come out before, but it was kind of kind of went, went crazy this weekend on the on the internet. So, but I want to move on to something else now. The main sort of the main topic. It's also a news topic, but 
Um, I thought it was kind of interesting and kind of, kind of funny if people were saying. So the road to PS5, which was yes. this live stream where Mike Cerny talked about the physical or the technological aspects of the PS5 and the, and the technology behind it. And due to the game games game developers conference being canceled because of coronavirus, they went and just streamed this. And I think a lot of people misunderstood what this was for. This was geared towards developers, this whole yeah. thing. So it was super technical. And then you had Cerny up there with his like this like calming, soothing voice, like so almost like robotic. Like it was just so yeah weird to me like watching this and it was <laughs> i found it like even though i i work in it i mean i'm not a developer it was just really weird you know kind of like just listening to this whole thing and then i kind of it dawned on me like halfway through like this isn't for me this is yeah. for the developers so yeah. i don't know what what were, what were your feelings when you were watching it when you saw it when it came out look man maybe you can tell me all right what what's a teraflop Teraflop? That's a good question, man. I couldn't, I couldn't break it down for you right now. <laughs> I've, I've heard that word thrown around. Oh, the Xbox Series X is capable of twelve teraflops. Of I'm like, what is a teraflop? I can't think of a unit of measure that 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 word represents. You know, and a lot of people agree, and some people, like even developers, somebody came across on Twitter and said, like, a teraflop is doesn't mean anything. It's just a fancy word that they invented to make you think of it's cool. I think he said also he actually did say Cerny in the in the presentation is saying that a teraflop doesn't necessarily mean the same thing on a PS4 versus a PS5. He was saying basically that you know one like they're not necessarily all in the same. Basically, it's just a unit of computing speed equal to one million floating point operations per second. So, I mean, so this is what I'm getting at, right? I think this was geared for developers, and this is kind of like what I'm thinking. Sony kind of dropped the ball a little bit here was everyone was thinking this was going to be some sort of reveal. We were going to get release dates. We were going to get price. We were going to get um, what it looks like. We didn't get any of those things because that's not what, that's not what the point of this was. This was for the game GDC and um, everyone else had a different interpretation. I saw people on Twitter saying like, Oh my God, he's going to put me to sleep. This is, I didn't watch it live. I was just kind of like seeing what people were tweeting about it. Um, Well, I, I watched it at work at my desk. Oh, okay. Like I paid pretty good. I paid I paid pretty good attention to what he was saying. Yeah, but, I mean, but do you think that they're that Sony is making a mistake by doing all this smoke and mirror stuff? Because Xbox has been like putting out like, yo, we're gonna have these games. This is what the console looks like. This is our price point, along with its system specs. Like for the, like the last. I don't two think years. they've announced the price yet. For they haven't announced the price yet for the X, well, Xbox Series yeah. X. But you're right. They at least they showed us what it looks like. So we know yeah. what it looks like. I don't know if it's necessarily necessarily a mistake because I think this is kind of par for the course with what they did with the PS5 or PS4. They just kind of this this presentation was not intended for this audience the way it was put out. It was not just not. It was meant to be shown at the Game Developers Conference where journalists, tech journalists, bloggers can write about it, and and developers can you know, see what they're going to get to work with. And that's pretty much what this presentation was for. And I think the average gamer, when they see this and watch this, it's, they're going to be like, what the hell? What is this for? What, it's like, you know, they're like, you said, what is a teraflop? Like, it just doesn't make sense 
to the normal gamer. 90% of the people that play video games probably don't fully truly understand the architecture of, of this stuff. Um, I feel like a lot of people feel like Patton Oswalt right now when he talks about uh, episode one of Star Wars. Where they're <laughs> In one of his stand-ups, he talks about how if I were to ever meet George Lucas and he told me, oh, do you want to know about Darth Vader as a little kid? No, I don't want to know where the things that I love come from. I just love the things I love. Right. So I feel like that's how a lot of people are looking at it. Like, dude, I don't care about the technical aspect of the console i just want you to tell me about the games you're gonna give me yeah i have a i have a friend who's actually a lot like that he's so i have a lot of fun with like for example i like daisy right yeah daisy is not the prettiest game no you know but i enjoy it a lot i mean i, don't, I haven't played it recently but i do enjoy it and i think it's a good game aside from uh developer support but that's a different topic but i have a friend who's like, that game sucks, and it looks like shit. And that's the only basis he has on it, is he says that the graphics aren't good. I have a buddy who he thinks that graphics are like one of the most important things. I could care less about a game. Did you tell him so that... All I care about is you that should, it's fun. You should tell him Roblox is worth over a billion dollars. Yeah, should, right? <laughs> that is probably the worst graphic game graphically out there right now. That I'm pretty sure Roblox is worth, the company itself is worth over a billion dollars now. Minecraft was bought for $4 billion. Graphics really aren't, I mean, they're nice, but it's not the end-all be-all. Yeah. So I feel, But I feel like a lot of people have, maybe partially might have that mentality of like, I just want to see the games, man. Like, I want you to tell me when it's coming out. Like, I've been waiting for two years. Just tell me where it's coming. You know what I mean? Like, they get... Yeah, I mean... They, so the, they don't have anything to, to slap into that vein. You know what I mean? They're like, I need PlayStation stuff. Ugh. Yeah. And so I'm kind of... I was kind of hoping that we would get more information as far as from the consumer aspect of it. And it didn't dawn on to me until, like, halfway through, like, what this was really meant for. Because this just on the service... This is what um, if you. This is the things they talked about, right? PS5 will feature a CPU with 8x Zen two cores at 3.5 gigahertz, a GPU capable of 10.28 teraflops, 36 CUs at 2.23 gigahertz, custom RDNA two GPU architecture, 16 gigs of GDDR6 RAM, 448 gigabytes per second memory bandwidth, and a custom 825 gigabyte solid state drive. It will also have a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray drive and an NVMe NVMe SSD slot for expandable storage. Like no one's majority of people aren't going to understand any of that, right? Yeah. If you're a developer, you you'll get it. If you're in if you're in tech and this is what you do, and you, and you work on it, it's just it was just you know it, who under, you know who understood this conference? Developers, techs, anybody who does tech reporting. And then literally any person that has ever built a gaming PC. I don't even think... Yeah, they probably or have does, a better understanding. Or does it regularly. You know what I mean? Like constantly updates and right. understand how technology evolves for it. But I don't even think just because you build... It's like This is all custom stuff. Like the RDNA to GPU architecture, which he talks about, is like AMD's custom GPU stuff that, that he was talking about and the thing. I don't even think just because you build PCs, you would you would fully understand... Understand. Well, yeah. You probably have I mean, a better I understanding. How, I understand how a PC is built as well, but there were some things he was saying. I was like, "What does that yeah. mean?" Like, because it's also new. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm not upset. I still like. I understand how some people's plight is like, "Oh, we don't really want to hear 
like the specs are cool and all, but that's not the only thing that I want. You know what I mean? I want more about the games. In my opinion, yeah. I just want them to get it right. Yeah. I want, the, I want the console to be released and for me to not be like slamming my controller, even though I don't really do that, but like getting upset because something doesn't work or doesn't function, even when it first comes out. You know what I mean? I'm trying, I try to be very patient with people that are create things because they're creating the, the console, you know, from scratch. It has custom parts, custom tech that they're creating just for the console. It's, it's really difficult for me, uh, at least, to be the kind of person that's like, just give it to me now. You know what I mean? Like, just do it. Just build it and give it to me. Like, I understand that things take time, and I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. Uh, especially since they're pushing out in the spotlight, like, oh, we have all this new tech, and people, they, they disassociate with technology. They just want the technology to work. Kind of like how I said, I don't care about how the thing I love works. I just love the thing that I love. Yeah, and it's also, too, if you think about past years with new consoles right when nintendo came out it, we knew it simply as an 8-bit system right when then super nintendo and sega genesis came out we knew it was a 16-bit system and then you know uh after the playstation came out and sega saturn came out we knew it was a 32-bit system and then nintendo 64 came out which was a 64-bit system and that was like so the consumer, the ga- average gamer just knew, okay, that's, that's a more powerful system. We know that it's going to be great. Whereas here, I think now we're so far ahead in technology, it's kind of hard to explain that to the average consumer, average gamer, of just how powerful it is. And it gets lost in translation, um, in my opinion. And right now, I think the main thing that drives video game sales is I think graphics are a big part of it. I think a lot of people want, want obviously want better graphics, but now it's things like load times, you know, it's what games do you have? Uh, what does the controller look like? What will it be able to play older games from previous consoles? Those are things that people are like here. We don't care about, you know, Oh, you have a solid state hard drive in there. Um, oh, you have a lot of people you don't even do... understand what that is. Anyways. Yeah. Like said. Right. They don't know what NVMe is. Like you can just say, what's it they oh a solid state hard drive and you tell them oh it's nvme they're like oh what's what does that mean you know so it's just a yeah i think this this i i think i don't want to say sony messed up but i think they kind of missed an opportunity to kind of do something a little extra given the circumstances right now i think they should probably given given us some more game stuff game footage announcements you know game announcements like launch titles if they could have maybe they can't you know maybe they're just they just don't have any idea of what's going to launch for the system yet but i was hoping that they would give us a little bit more about the system as far as uh being a gamer is concerned Um, yeah once i realized oh this isn't for me this is for developers and tech bloggers and reporters uh, it kind of made some sense to me you know i don't build gaming pcs every day i built my gaming pc in 2016 i'm sure it's there's more stuff out there. Like I'm pretty sure my, I have a, I have a um, i5 7600K, and you can't even buy a motherboard for that now. Like I, yeah. So, um, yeah. I I don't know. I wasn't really disappointed. I well maybe I was a little disappointed. I was hoping for some more information, but I just thought it was funny because <laughs> people were making fun of this his voice about how like people at the end of the video were making comments like, oh I don't care. What does I don't even know what this guy was talking about the whole time, but he can convince me to buy anything. Or, yeah, know, right. Just the way he was talking about things. Um, very, very, very few clutch words. Yeah, 
He was, um, and he didn't, he didn't stumble at all. He was exactly. like, a, yeah, that's, that's what I, the clutch words. It's like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was reading, but it also seemed like he's able to clearly and concisely explain a topic to you because of the lack of the clutch words. Like I said, no ums, no uhs, no, do you understand? And, uh, you know, stuff like that. I do that. Whenever I'm giving a brief, I'll be like, ah, and then I'll talk and then, um, <laughs> that i'll keep talking i do that all the time yeah even when we do the podcast i try not to say um even though i yeah i do that more often i don't do it as much as i used to and i also try to refrain from words the word like if you ever notice like sometimes when people are talking they say like this and like that and then i was like that try once i hear myself saying that i want to just be like i can't i hate myself right now just I, I know it's a, that's what I'm saying. I do it. It's a clutch word for me. I guess you would call it sometimes, but yeah. I've gotten better with it. I think when I'm talking about, um, I'm trying not to do it now. I'm consciously making the effort to not say the word <laughs> like. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I did it way more. Like I, I hate when I say things like I just did it there. When I say um, and then go into another word. Um, when I continuously do it rep- repetitively. Sometimes in a natural speaking, this is just my taste when I'm listening to podcasts, a discussion podcast. Um, people do it like that, and then just continue on and talk and and say um. You know, it doesn't really bother me that much. But when I hear it um 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 and I um, that drives me nuts. Yeah. But he did a really yeah. He was this is funny that people were, people were saying like oh it's like. Pill it's like words for my pill pills for my ears and stuff like that, which is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> so or they said he said Cerny could do ASMR if he wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so that's all I really had on that topic. I don't have any much further to add. I don't know I don't know about you. I just thought it was interesting with the information that was put out. Um the one thing I will say this. The one thing that really kind of piqued my interest or made made it interesting for me was this variable frequency thing where uh, no, this is for the GPU and CPU. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically, there's a monitor within a console that is that analyzes the workloads for both the CPU and GPU, and then it adjusts the frequencies to match them. Instead of just looking at the temperature of the the, the processor and then trying to cool it down, they would try to they have this weird variable thing, which isn't common. You know, it hasn't been yeah. done before. So that makes me a little little nervous. Since it's not something that's been implemented, I don't think. But that's the only thing I found interesting and made me a little worrisome. Hopefully they get it right. Well, that's what I mean when I say that I hope that they get it right because they're working with a lot of custom tech. Yeah. No, I agree. Oh, and you know what else, too, I found interesting? I'm kind of curious. Is this whole 3D audio that they were, that yeah. you just you yeah, mentioned? Yeah. Now you, you poked my mind about that, like... It's supposed to work on all types of um, sound systems, which made it really weird to me. Like, I don't know how that would work on a stereo system that's, you know, not set up for that. I don't know. It was just weird. It made me made it. Well, I'm pretty sure it recognizes it kind of like when you can enable HDR. For example, you have uh, uh, Last of Us remastered, right? Yeah. Exactly. So there, you can turn on HDR mode, but it won't let you do it. If it's not plugged into an HDR television, right? So but sure I thought it was supposed to work. To it up. So exactly, I, if you have, if you have like a system set up, like a sound system, uh, right? It's 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 not. It's gonna adjust off of it, what it detects. 
Right, but I thought it was supposed to work on just regular stereo systems. Like it doesn't didn't like this three D audio thing isn't some new proprietary like five point one Dolby Digital or DTS. It's something that's supposed to work on all speaker types, for my understanding of how he explained it. Maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. And so that's what I made me wonder how that works. Is he was specifically talking about you'll be able to like hear things. Maybe it's some proprietary thing that they're working on. I don't know. It made it sound like that you'll be able to it'll work on almost all sound systems, which made me curious as to how that would work. So, yeah. But um, it just all around sounds powerful, man. But like I said, since they're working with all this new stuff and like custom stuff, to be honest, I just hope that it, it comes, it goes right for them because yeah. I've, I'm a diehard Sony fan. You know what I mean? So, I yeah, I'm, right, and I don't want them to, you know. I just feel like they're, like Microsoft is ahead of the curve in terms of, expo, expo in terms of uh, their marketing for the PlayStation or their marketing for the Xbox. I'm sorry because they're putting out information regularly. You know, well, you know what's and, funny though is all they've really done is just shown what the system's going to look like right like that's all no, that they also they also showed like live load times the sony did the same thing with spider-man they compared what yeah, the load times yeah but they didn't have the console there you know they did it like directly out of but the console for all was, we know for all we know, i'm not calling sony a liar but we all for all we know that could have been doctored you know what i'm saying yeah like when microsoft did the connect uh yeah, <laughs> the can you know connect a thing at E3 whatever years I feel ago. Like every time we want to reference failure, we should just talk about the connect. Yeah, that is an epic failure. This the Xbox One initial launch is just an epic failure. I always I I I always come back to that and just say like, what were you thinking? And that's what I'm, yeah. I'm afraid of. Like they, just, they were so far ahead of the game, they did so well with the 360 that they just kind of lost their way. And so, uh, I think. The one thing that I do do like about this is they already said their top PS one hundred PS four games will be compatible are already compatible with PS five, so that's a good thing. So we'll see. Well, yeah, but their top hundred PS four games, but that still doesn't mean it, it won't that number isn't larger in total for backwards and palatability. From what I understand, there's still going to be up to like forty two hundred games that are going to be backwards compatible. Oh, I'm sure, but officially right now they were saying that they've tested and worked. Oh, I think a hundred of them. Oh backwards compatible um on that system all right well only four thousand to go yeah right <laughs> um but yeah so that's that's all i really had um for today's episode i just kind of want to bring on talk about some news news topics uh given uh, the situation and the announcement of the ps ps5 not the announcement but the ps5 presentation that was given this week which i found interesting and kind of lackluster at the same time but i also get it you know so yeah but yeah that's all i really had for today i'm just uh i want to thank you know for you coming on again and doing this it's been a lot of fun um no no problem i enjoy it every time yeah man it's been really it's been an awesome journey so we've we are over 1600 plays now since september so i'm pretty happy about that um, yeah. got artwork coming in I got so waiting on your caricatures to be done so stay tuned for that t-shirts okay. will be coming up and on Teespring which you can you could probably see the one that I had I post on social media but yeah um, but yeah so it's been fun Josh if anyone's looking for you where can they find you uh, Wick the Scout on Twitter and Wick Actual on PlayStation 
Awesome. Yeah, if you want to find me and the podcast, social media stuff, just go to nerdsadulting.com. You can find all the information you want there. Uh, latest episode, social media, what have you. Uh, so that being said, just want to thank all you guys for listening. Josh, I will see you again. It's uh, been a pleasure. All right, man. Uh, wash your hands and stockpile ammo. <laughs> all right. I'll see you. <laughs> all right. Bye, everybody. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to Nerds Adulting, a podcast where grown-up nerds discuss being an adult and how nerd culture influenced us and still is. On this podcast, I invite special guests to discuss certain topics that include parenting, violent video games, television, movies, streamers, game developing, and anything else considered part of nerd culture. I've been a nerd my entire life, and even as an adult, I'm still vested in nerd culture, whether it be TV, movies, video games, or technology. I'm also a parent who unsurprisingly rubbed off on my children who are now developing their own nerdy interests as well. I love the aspects of nerd culture and how it intertwines with us now as adults. How do we juggle our hobbies along with being a husband or wife, our jobs, being a parent? This is what this podcast is about, how we still are nerds even as adults. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist.